Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 337. And away we go. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a more breaker. Strict plan, nature boy. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty, and this is the point of the show where I introduce my co-host, Marcus Davenport Schwann, the third. But week two into season eight, he decided to take a vacation. Week two into season eight, he's not here. So I had to do what I always do, call a good friend of our show, the OG co-host, and I asked him, hey, buddy, are you ready? Are you willing? He said he was able. Please welcome the green man back. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Happy to be back, my man. It, it's like uh, right on right on bicycle. You never forget. Yeah. Happy to be back on the pod. Nice to see it going strong for for shot of wrestling. How many years has it been now? Was it seven years? Going to air seven eight, years. Eight season. Well, if you're a loyal listener to shot of wrestling, thank you for sticking around the last couple of years. Uh, if you're a new listener, please follow us on all forms of social media uh, at Shot of Wrestling on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Our YouTube channel it continues to grow thanks to Mr. Davenport Schwan III over there, who's doing some great things on the YouTube end of Shot of Wrestling. Yeah, I don't understand why he doesn't like his middle name. It's a fucking cool name. Yeah, and he's badass, you know? Like, what? I don't know. Just embrace it, bro. I, I think they're, they're, if we peel back the onions uh, of of Mark Schwann, I think there there's there's something hidden there that he doesn't want us to know. Uh, I, I think it's some government shit that he's involved in uh, that he just doesn't want the world to see. But, you know, he, he's Hollywood. Uh, everybody in Hollywood has their secrets. Mm. And one day it would be an E-True Hollywood story. Mm, interesting. If they ever get off strike, stop striking. Oh. I, I hear, I, I, I mean, I, I recently spoke to him and I hear that the strike is, they're negotiating, they're getting to a place where they could actually get to the table and start discussing. But I'll leave that conversation for him. Uh, he, it's still got some great projects in the work, so good for him. Kudos and not, hopefully. Why are we stroking his ego? He, it's, his, his head's big enough. Why are you uh, sucking up to him? <laughs> you know, he's loving you know, this he, right he, now. He's probably rubbing his nipples brother, like drooling right a, now. He's a big part of the show. It, it's it's you know when we started the show seven years ago, it was you and me, yep. and then it was you and him, and then you know Jimmy J and him, and you and Jimmy J, and now we're all a big part of the family. And and I feel like everybody who who's been listening and sticking around with us for so many years, they're part of the family too. Uh, we love to see the comments and the discussions that we get on all the forums. For shot of wrestling, uh, because just like we said it from the get-go, shows from the fans to the fans, and you know this is just an opportunity to talk about what we love the most, wrestling. And when you're here, you're family. That's right. Speaking of being family, uh, breaking news today on our social medias, mainly X, Twitter, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. 
Shot of Wrestling, number 15 of the best wrestling podcasts in the world. Number 15. That's crazy. That's crazy. Amazing. Kudos. What a dunk. You should bury Horowitz yourself right now. Just pat yourself on the back, you know, for carrying the show for so many years, Michael J. Yeah, that's why I have back problems. What what started as just a small conversation in the studio of Omegas. uh, I missed that place. Has has, uh, the bartender? Karaoke? (laughs) That's right. We had a good spat back in the day. But uh, now through the technology, we could just be any independently in our homes and kind of communicate via Zoom. I think it was a good friend of ours, Zia Wahab, the other day. Mm-hmm. And we're, uh, another friend of ours was like, why don't you go, are you on the podcast? Do you, why don't you go on the podcast? I said, oh, no, you know, it's uh, Friday night, so I don't want to trek all the way there. I'm like, dude, we do it over Zoom. What, what, do, you th- <laughs> what do you think we've been doing for the last three years? So maybe we'll get our... He's been on a couple of shows way, way back in single-digit episodes. Maybe we'll get him back on soon. Do you remember the conversation when we were talking? Uh, I think podcasts were starting to come into a rise, and you were starting to see more and more of them. And there was a podcast you were listening to, and you're like, I wish we could do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the guy is like in his house, and he's with his friends, and they're in different states. And I don't know how they're doing this or pulling it off, but they put their show together – Mm-hmm. And they're, one is in New Jersey, another one's in New York, another one's in, in Montana, wherever oh, it, they know. are. But all of a sudden, they're get, getting together and they're putting out a weekly show. And I was like, well, that's the future. Little <laughs> did we know, many years down Seriously, the line, we would catch up with the future. And uh, full circle here, that's pretty much what a lot of the strike is right now with Hollywood. Is like, what is the future? What it, you know, with AI you know, it is time to to regulate a lot of the shit that they're trying to do out there. And, you know, after the the talk I had with, with, with Mark, he was saying, like, it really affects everybody. And it's not just the entertainment industry. So it, it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of the crazy shit that's going to be going on in the next couple of years if they don't regulate this shit. Did you join a cult? Uh, <laughs> like one, one conversation with Mark about? Schwann. You've been talking about Mark Schwann nonstop for six minutes now, <laughs> spitting out all the propaganda he's given you. Oh, Mark said this. Mark told me this. Mark, like, did you join a cult? Did you sign a paper? Did you give anything away? Wow, Davenport's number one fan apparently. Michael Michael J. Uh, maybe I am AI. I am just a figment <laughs> of your imagination. Maybe. At this point, who would have thought? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Some of the stuff AI creates is insane. Yeah. It's going to be eliminating 80% of the workforce, apparently. 80%. Can my job be one of them, please? <laughs> Fuck that place. But Done. Before the show takes a sour turn, let's get into what was trending this week. First off, following the completion of the takeover by WWE by Endeavor on September 12th, you know there was a bunch of staff let go. Over like 100 member office members were let go. Well, that found its way to the roster. Full list of WWE superstars released... As of this recording, Friday, September 22nd, could be many more coming. Aliyah, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Emma, Mustafa Ali, Rick Boogs, Riddick Moss, Shelton Benjamin, Top Dollar, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, Mace, Mansoor, Dana Brooke, Dabakato, Shanky, Ulisa Leon, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Cortez, Alexis Gray, Ikimin Jiro, Brooklyn Barlow, and Breaking Tonight, Matt Riddle. Wow. That's a lot of people, my friend. Russell, it, it is a long list. It is a very long list. I take a breather halfway through, like climbing stairs. Could Russell, I be honest? 
that I am not surprised by maybe 90% of that list. And I'm, I'm not at all going to miss I, – I'm going to probably get hate mail for this one, but I'm not going to miss them. I feel like a lot of these people were – a large percentage of them were giving a lot of opportunities. Uh, Dana Brooke many times throughout the years has been giving many opportunities. Uh, she was climbing little by little, but she never, I, I think, really saw a peak in her career. So I hope that you know this – new the end of this journey hopefully just starts a new journey for her because i i do believe in, in her talent i just think it should be awesome uh in other places uh other people like you know dolph ziggler dolph ziggler made this is a great opportunity for him to explore his hollywood career his comedy a little bit more and get more into that emma isn't emma engaged to someone else in in, in this list um rick moss yeah so the couple had to go. Like I think Emma was announced first, and then I was like, "Well, she's not gonna be going home solo." Uh, I would love to see them on the indie circuit. I think that was pretty cool when Emma was there. I'm very surprised about Shelton Benjamin. Are you surprised about Shelton? Some old things Mark Schwann talked to you about. He didn't tell you about the new flow of the show. Now we're trending, so I now have to read a Twitter tweet, and then we would get engaged in conversation. Listen, so we're just gonna too busy talk. indoctrinating you. <laughs> We're, we're going to talk. We're going to just let it flow. Um, if if people wanted to read what's on Twitter, they would go on to X and read what's on X. But they tuned in because they want to hear what's on your mind, Michael J. Putty, uh, and your co-host for tonight, the Green Men. But uh, fill me in. What, what are what are people excited about on Twitter? Yeah, before I get hate mail from Mark Schwann. Russell votes at Russell votes. Unfortunately, I'm told ex to expect more talent to be released over the course of the weekend. Best wishes to all those that were affected over the last couple of days. So it seems like there's more cuts coming by the time the show posts. God knows how many more people will be released. Now, I said, didn't think we'd be talking about Riddle tonight. But yeah, that was came as a surprise. I mean, he's had a lot of turmoil, a lot of ups and downs in his personal life, to put that mildly, especially the last, what, two, three weeks ago, JFK? Yeah, he was a huge distraction. I don't think I was. I was surprised that he wasn't on the list originally. Mm. When his his name did appear on the list, what a couple hours ago, I was like, yeah. "Well, that does make sense." Right before SmackDown hit air, it was like boom, all over X. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anybody on this list, you think will take the Cody Rhodes, Matt Cardona route and like re-energize and revitalize their career? I think any of them in today's day and age of wrestling has the opportunity to. But who are you excited to see in the independent scene? Like, if you saw this name on an indie poster, would you be like, oh, I got to go to see this? Going back to your point, you're not excited or even surprised by half this list because you don't know half this list. Like Kevin Cortez? I'm sorry, who's that? Daniel MacArthur? NXT? What, performance talent? So I don't know what their future holds for them. But even, even so, like even names you do know on the list. Elias. Where has he been? You know what I'm saying? Mustafa Ali. He had a recent good run at at NXT. Yeah, was, but that was a surprise. What were they like? Like, what were they doing with him? He went from the main roster to NXT, and then what? He was supposed to be on Raw this coming week to watch the Dominic Mysterio match. <laughs> Guess that ain't happening. Yeah, but you imagine Dolph Ziggler, BCW, or HOG, or any Dolph Ziggler probably if he goes that route. Like you said, he could go, like, I'm done. Let me go Hollywood. Let me go stand-up comedy. Yeah. You know, his brother has put him on being the elite many a time, so maybe we'll see him in AEW. 
that's of course that's the number one landing spot for everybody on this list when everybody gets released. So just as much as we're excited to see someone like a Dolph Ziggler in the independent scene, who do you think Tony Khan is salivating right now at? Well, besides Dolph Ziggler, there's yeah. uh, probably Mustafa Ali and Shelton Benjamin. Those are names mm. that could come in and be an attraction. Um, Aliyah, you know, pretty to look at, and she was getting better in the ring as her, as she developed on the main roster. So hopefully she gets another shot somewhere else. I'm very curious about what Al- happens with the- Aaliyah. Aaliyah would be a good fit for like an impact. Yeah, like I could see her. I think, like you said, she was she was developing very well, but I don't think she's there yet. But an impact, a smaller uh, roster may give her the opportunity to actually mix it up with some great talent over there. Not just a smaller roster, but one of probably the best rosters, and she can learn a lot from that woman's locker room, knockouts locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what's going to happen with Mace and Mansoor. Do they continue this male models gimmick on the Indies because that's what they're known for now? Or do they completely go back to their original gimmicks or new gimmicks? Do they stay as a team? Do they stay as a package deal? If they if they want to make some money, they, they should stick together for a little bit. With the same gimmick? Yeah. I think uh, going into the indie scene, um, I think that this gimmick will, will definitely hit off. Um, it'll probably have a, a short uh, shelf time to them, but I think they can make some money doing it for sure. Do you think Tony Khan is willing to touch Matt Riddle? Yes. Yes, I think think he is. Yes. He got over with the whole bro stoner, like RBD gimmick. It's just his personal, uh, personal stuff that bled into the mainstream media, mainly TMZ. That was a distraction. Mm -hmm. But then also I think his style of wrestling that Matt Riddle has fits very well with the, uh, AEW locker room like not necessarily like he's a hard hitter you know he's a grappler he he's very flashy with the moves he he is very crowd engaging like he he panders you know he he gets the crowd going so I, I think he's he's a good fit for AEW tonight on the dark match of Smackdown we got B-Fab leading out Ashanti the Adonis hit row it's just them two do you still you still engage call him hit row it's just it's just these two people now they need to move on. They need yeah. to find something else. Yeah, or do something, something else, yeah. Yeah, Don't for real. Drop the hit row. I like the hit row gimmick. It was awesome. Very yeah. engaging, but just, now you have only two people from four? I think it was at the beginning of the year, uh, Triple H, you guys were talking about how you mentioned that, you know, you're going to be given this opportunity and you have a certain time limit to to make it or you're gone. He's like two years or something. And, like that, yeah. Right? That these people the people on this roster get their two years is this the end of their two year mm. stint because like i think mustafa lee was given opportunities and he was close but he never made it big rick boogs uh, is i like the 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 package of him i i like the the way that he was presented for everybody it was something different but i still didn't find something that that i connected with with his character Aaliyah, just pretty much what you said, it's just pretty to look at. I don't think there there was anything else there for me. I'm probably most disappointed about Elias. I definitely thought he had a lot more to give yeah. uh, creatively and as a talent. And I think they just didn't know what to do with his gimmick because I, I thought it was over. I thought it was really over. It was. You know, it? a couple a couple well, of WrestleManias ago, people were like, all over this guy. This guy was doing an album release party at WrestleMania, yep. what? 30 New Orleans one. 
34. And then the following 34. year, he got into a little scuffle with the doctor of thugonomics. Yeah. So that was really surprising. And a good friend of ours still talks about it to this day. That eight-plus-minute nonstop boo in Seattle with him yeah. and Kevin Owens in the ring. So this guy is a heat magnet. As a face, he didn't get over too well. But as a heel, he knew what to say, when to say it. So they definitely dropped the ball on him. I think that, you know, the whole Ezekiel thing, which I was a fan of at first, dropped the ball. That could have gone somewhere, but they just kind of gave up on him. I think he made the most of that Ezekiel gimmick. But like you said, I don't think the writers just knew, all right, now we got this over, but now where does it go? We'll find out soon enough. Moving on, SmackDown is leaving Fox and is now going to start heading over to USA in 2024. And NBC will start airing primetime specials beginning into the 2024-25 broadcast season. The new deal is another for another five years. Russell Opp says the Wall Street Journal reports that people familiar with the WB's deal with the USA Network value it at $1.4 billion with a B, which is mm. about 40% increase from the deal with Fox. They also go on to say the Hollywood Reporter, while the new deal will bring WB to NBC primetime and SmackDown to USA on Friday nights, it will also mean the end of Raw and NXT on USA, and Raw might leave Mondays. What do you think? Ooh. Raw and NXT will end up, and do you even see Raw leaving Mondays? You can't move Raw from Mondays. It's the name, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I, I I don't know if... I, I didn't read the part where it said that they're leaving Mondays, but I... Could. I did Could. read... I did read into that they are shopping around, that Monday Night Raw and NXT yeah. are, like, out the there market. pimping themselves out to see who's going to be the lucky lady, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of a little bit disappointed that they're moving SmackDown yeah. because I think the the fact that you were on a network station consistently week after week, it's one of the strategies that has made wrestling so popular. Um, and this is something that benefited not just the WWE, but it also benefited AEW, Impact Wrestling, and the whole wrestling business because now your WWE is given the opportunity to get that casual browser that person who's just flicking through the channels and oh what is this you know like oh you know yep. broadcast station channel five here in new york city you know uh but they're growing the the audience and i, I think by moving smackdown now to the usa network even if nbc only gets four specials i think that that's to me it's a stop in the face because it's saying like hey i know wrestling is big right now what we could offer you is maybe four, just four primetime specials on our network, on like our main broadcasting network, where they could, I think they could have done a little bit better deal. And I think after their first year and their first trial, I think you will probably see more wrestling on NBC. I could hope. Now this is 1.4 billion, again, which is almost half, 40, 40% more than what Fox was even offering. Are, was the W getting greedy here? Or did Fox realize that you guys ain't worth it? What do you think was the decision here that they're going 40% more than what Fox has been offering? That's insane. It, it, you know, it reminds me of the house market, to be honest with you. Like okay. all these houses out there, you know, I just got out of the house market when me like four years ago, got my own place. But these people who had the pockets to go into these homes and say all cash offer, 40% above, the owner of this home is not going to be like, no, you know what? Let me go with this guy. He seems really nice, has a nice family. 
He's coming from Queens. He's trying to get a loan. He's a hard worker. You know, he has dual income with his wife. Like, no, you're going to take your fucking money and you're going to run with it. So whoever it was, it could have been fucking, give me another network, Channel 11. You know, (laughs) they could have been anyone who said, hey, 40% over ask, take it or leave it. WWE and their new merger are totally going to take the higher offer. Um, it's just, uh, I don't think Fox just wanted to be in that bidding war. You get your own place? Does your wife know? <laughs> our place, our place, yes. I forgot, I'm not sure it was about AEW or somebody else, but me and Mark were talking about, and I just remember, literally just hit me like a ton of bricks. Streaming is the next platform. Streaming is the next untouched realm, especially when it comes to wrestling. So hearing you have Amazon and even Disney interested in Raw and NXT, yeah. I mean, WB's been the forefront and the precursor of the wrestling industry as we know it today. Why not mm-hmm. take the next step and be the forefront forefront bearer into the next realm, which is streaming? Remember, watching, you can watch Raw anytime you want now on Amazon or Disney+. Plus. Do you, do you have Amazon? Yeah. Do you have Disney? Yeah. All right, good for you. Uh, not everybody does. So the question will be, let's say it goes to Disney uh, and someone who doesn't have Disney, will that make that person buy that streaming service? Would you? Because Disney is a little bit more expensive. Disney's not Peacock. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not that $5. It's, not, uh, it's a little bit more. It's not that HBO Max money, but I think it's a little bit more than the $5 you pay on Peacock. I think I'm paying like $13 and I get Disney, Hulu, and ESPN. So get the package deal, folks. Get a discount. Now they're running a Hulu Disney Plus without the ESPN because ESPN sucks. I mean, who watches that except the UFC people? But yeah, I mean, this, this might make the fan like, oh, I can't watch Raw anymore. Like, what if your son wants to watch Raw? Do you like, oh, you can't he watch goes Raw to anymore? YouTube. He watches the clips on YouTube. That's it. I, I think you will probably lose an audience to, to that. If you go totally just streaming service, you may lose a part of your audience. And that's a risk that I... Like you said, it's the future. It's it's the next step of where things are going. So it's the risk you're looking to get into because that is where everybody's going. Yeah, we know about this. Man. How much do you? How many? How many services do you have? I got. You have Disney. I got Disney. Peacock. I don't have Peacock. I have, oh, you, I, you I don't. Use, I use a friend's. Okay. So I pay for put it that way. I don't pay for okay. HBO Max because I, I have HBO part of my TV deal, so I technically don't really pay for that. Hulu, I like HBO Max. Hulu, Disney, and Apple Plus are the ones because I have a friend. Approximately, Peacock, a, have a, approximately a month on streaming services. How much do you spend? I never really calculated it. I think uh, Apple TV is like five, six dollars a month. Okay. And then the Hulu An extra maybe twenty five bucks. Like I said, the, the Hulu Disney thing is around thirteen. Uh huh. So you're looking at eighteen dollars. Not too bad. So an extra an extra twenty bucks. Roughly, yeah. Plus cable. Right, which I'm thinking about ditching, bro. It, it's getting higher and higher. Jesus, that's what I'm saying. So, like, at what point? Because I drop cable already. Because nice. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not watching cable. Like, I mean, I, I got, I got a friend. If you need, if you need uh, that fire stick hooked up for you, but I ditch cable because I am, I am also just streaming. But I also don't have the time like I used to to watch that much TV. Are you? Do you have like a live TV service, or do you just use streaming stuff like Hulu Live TV? No, not even that. Just mostly streaming. So I got it's Netflix, Peacock, HBO Max, and 
I don't pay for Hulu or Disney, but I do have access. That's fine. Do they know you have access? Because the way you just said that, and you're smirking your face. Do they know? (laughs) Does somebody know you have access? You you don't know that you gave me access? Yeah. (laughs) Way off topic. Let's uh, move on real quick. Randy Orton was spotted making his way into the Performance Center looking jacked. Just Russell Talk at Just Talk Russell. Randy Orton making his way to the Performance Center. The comeback might finally be on. And by the way, he looked jacked. Do you think at this age, at this time, with this injury, can Randy Orton get back to being a championship caliber contender? That's a very good question, Michael J. Thank you. What do you think? I think he could. I don't know. It wouldn't be like... Do you a, want him to? I do. You do? I okay. Do. I think he's... You still believe in Randy? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still holding on to that very, very small, if completely non-existent hope of him breaking the record. If anybody's going to do it, I think mm. it is him, but he's at three away. I don't see him having three more title reigns. Let's go with the uh, Charlotte Flair route where they do it for like three weeks and then drop it. I think he could be up there. I don't know if he'll win, but see him main eventing against like a Seth Rollins or Shinsuke or Roman Reigns even. He looks good. He looks phenomenal shape. It's just, can his back hold up? I I, I don't think I could see him. I, I think I could see him chasing the title Yeah, and giving either Roman or Seth the Randy Orton rub to push their status even higher. I think right now we are approaching a very transitional point, and this is not just because of the merger, not just because of the releases, but I do think you're approaching a very transitional point in the WWE talent pool where the top stars like the Seth Rollins, the Becky Lynches, the people who are very established, the Charlotte Flairs, the Four Horsewomen, like these people are now the main events. They're the main people, right? They're being used to elevate that middle card talent to be at their level so that that middle card talent could start moving the lower card into the mid card. So we're going into through a very transitional period. And I think that's why you're going to start seeing a lot of the main, eventually the main tier talent, like the Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's to not wrestle as often. Okay. Like, like for example, and people like the Miz, Randy Orton, John Cena, um, like they're like the mega bosses like the Brock Lesnar schedule, you know, like they're the ones that are going to come out and you could put Cody Rhodes in that, in that bucket too, you know, like he's being given the opportunity to bring up the talent, not just go up and and make a bigger name for himself. I think his name is big and it carries a lot of weight, but this transitional period is starting to, I've noticed that recently, like even like with damage control and, um, and the girls there, like I noticed, uh, um, like even Charlotte Flair was taking a back seat in that match tonight on SmackDown. Did you forget Bailey's name, my girl Bailey? Did you forget Bailey? Oh, I got a, I got a, <laughs> I got a mental block because all I could picture was her ash. Oh, there it is. I was waiting for it. <laughs> now, although uh, Green Man's cult recruiter is not here, Mark Schwann did provide us an interview this week. Coming up October 22nd, BCW, Anthony Gay Gone will defend the Grand Dragon Championship against this man, Vinny Pacifico. Mark, take it away. 
All right, my guest today, ladies and gentlemen, I have someone who is a friend of the show, someone who is no stranger to BCW, someone who is on the rise in the wrestling scene, and he was just recently interviewed by Kurt Angle, so how the hell am I going to follow that up? I'm going to do my best. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Vinny Pacifico. Have me, Mark. Good to see you. Hope all is well. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I see you have quite the lineup uh, for Podcast Row. I am honored to be part of that list. So thank you very much for including me uh, to being a guest on the show here. Tell me, man, like what what was that experience like though, being interviewed by Kurt Angle? So the Kurt podcast was, was wicked. I tell you what, like childhood heroes and getting to be interviewed by him was just really special and uh, came out of nowhere I'm in bed wake up get an email or a dm and that was it and it was really really cool and i'm very lucky that that is amazing man so wait it came out of nowhere so they reached out to you so over time using kurt angles moves some of his moves and his influence on my character i feel that that's helped in many ways and someone who's influenced my character knows kurt very well i'm actually like correlated but yeah, they reached out to me. I, I I think being sponsored by these companies had something to do with it. I'm very lucky, like I said. Um, but yes, being on the Curd podcast was an experience I'll never forget, and something that I never really thought would happen. Or like it's just it's just random. Were you nervous going into that? Because like, was he? It seems like he was a big influence on you, right? He Am was. I wrong in saying that? Yeah, he, he is and was and always will be. Um, uh, I was nervous. Yes, I just took it. To, I but I also had the mindset of. Just do what you do always do, you know. Be yourself. Be 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 genuine, and that's all you gotta do in these podcasts. You know, just be yourself. And I think I'm a good person. I try to be a good person, so I feel like my being genuine will shine through to the camera. And that's how I always believe to do my things. Podcast. So I, you know, being in the podcast world myself, you know, I I personally love this the convos before and especially after uh, the, the the interview itself, right? Uh, sometimes there's, there's a true golden nuggets and best conversations to have. Uh, did yeah. you have any of that with Kurt at all? Yes. Did, did he give you any sort of like inspiring advice or anything like that? Advice was to keep doing what I'm doing. He's watching. Mm-hmm. He says he's already. He says he's watching what I'm doing, uh, which is awesome. And he's very st- stoked. To see, he was very stoked to hear what I had coming up at the time. You know, like New Japan was coming up at the time. Uh, my contract with G Fuel was going to start that same week, or I signed it the day before. But yeah, he was very stoked to hear those things and very happy to hear those things. It was incredible. And um, but beforehand, yes, we had some talks. It was a pretty funny, actually. We had a lot of laughs. He's hilarious. Just really cool stuff, you know. Really cool, like um, going back and talking about stories about wrestling and just his career early on and stuff like that. So it was really cool. That's awesome, man. Um, so talking about these opportunities that you've had, you've you've had a banger of a year. No pun intended. Sponsored right now by G Fuel. Yes, dude. Let's let's talk about it. So yeah, you've had sponsorship with energy drinks, right? Yes. Um, absolutely killing it because you've always been an energy drink guy. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I were you were you purposely gunning for that? Uh, to get those sponsorships, was that something that was that was calculated and planned? How did that come to be? Uh, and yeah, I know it's definitely doing wonders for your career right now. Talk to us a little bit about yes. that. I'm very lucky and I'm very blessed for that. I do not, at first I did not 
go for it or assume or think any of this would happen. At first, I was just like doing this character, using energy drinks because it's not really a character, it's really me. But <laughs> And I that's the best this, stuff. It is. It works the best. I was doing the energy drink stuff and I'm like, this is really cool. People people noticing and yeah, stuff like that. And randomly, I did a cool wrestling spot with the drink in Oregon. Blew up on social media. Three days later, got a contract from Bang. I was like, holy shit, this is real. You know, I didn't believe that at first, but then eventually I went back in my email and saw the everything on the bottom, the phone numbers, the email, other stuff. So I was like, you know what? This is real. Wow. So Over just, that one video. Signed, one video, yeah. It might have been a few of the other promos that I've been doing, but the in-ring spot, I think, set it off. I don't know. Of course. I couldn't say. But hey, I couldn't say, but I'm happy it happened. Right, <laughs> That's, right, right. Um, sometimes it's not about how you did it, just that you did do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's way, uh, yeah. That was great. I think Bang, doing that with Bang, keeping me on the map. Every A lot of podcasts reached out to me to get me on and interview me about that and see how it worked, see the process and all that stuff. It was really, really cool. Um, down the line, sadly, Bang went out of business or stopped with the contracts. And I legally could not have a sponsorship with me or pe- their whole roster of people. So I spoke to the CEO, or not CEO, one of the, ma- one of the top managers at GPU, Rob. Uh, we had we talked before, know who he is, um, and James from G Fuel had a talk. And they're not really – G Fuel is not a athlete wrestling-oriented energy drink. It's more focused towards gamers, anime, cartoons, and superheroes. So having a wrestler come on, they were a little bit – I'd say they were excited to have me on, but skeptical about how I would do or how it would work. And so far, there's nothing but very happy reviews on their end. They've been very, very impressed with everything I'm doing, very happy with everything I'm doing. And um, there's some things in the works that would be very big with G Fuel with me. And um, yeah, it's they're very happy and they're very involved in my career, if that makes sense. They're, they're very giving to me. Like every month they send me whatever I need, t-shirts, merchandise, everything that I may need, they send me. Or and they'll so offer money. So like bang was Which, more boom, of a That's that's what you want at the end of the day, right? I mean Yes, yes. And bang I made some money, but G Fuel is really putting a lot of faith and and opportunities my way. I got into a commercial with Champion. That was very cool. It was a champion G Fuel commercial. They merged, did a collab. They had me on the commercial. Very, very cool. There will be more commercials coming soon, actually. Boom. Is that a news drop right here? A news drop? No, it's, I mean, yeah, it is. But, because they're going to be using me pretty often, I think. Now. They, they really like having me. Look at you, man. Mr. G Fuel. I love it, man. I love it. Hey. And, like, you know, you've been doing a fantastic job with all these promos, too. Like, you know, getting your your brand, your character out there, and getting also the G Fuel brand out there as well. Um, do, now, are those, I don't want to say scripted, but is that like, Not do G Fuel, did they have to approve some of the stuff beforehand, or do you have to send it in afterwards? Like, hey, can, you know, can we use this? Yada, yada. I mean, like, you do such a bang up, uh, bang up job with uh, with these promos. And you get some, like, really quality names in there, too. You get creative. And a lot of people actually ask me to be in them, too. Uh, of course. Awesome. Or they had their own, like, the Tommy Dreamer has, Tommy Dreamer I did one had his own idea and everything. But no, not scripted at all, really. Maybe it's a general idea about what we're going to do. Um, 
But and uh, G Fuel, I send them in. I send them in to see if they like them or what their thoughts on them and how they could improve. That's it. And they love every one of them. But I'm pretty open to what I could do. Bang was different. Bang, there are some restrictions, but G Fuel is pretty open in terms of like keep PG thirteen. You know, that's all they really care about. But they love what I'm doing too. They love it. They 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 uh, it's bringing out a whole new audience. It's bringing out a whole new different set of people to G Fuel's brand, and it's just a great collaboration. They're saying they love it. They love the collab. They love the growth. And like I said, some opportunities are going to be happening with G Fuel, big ones. That's amazing, man. Well, I'm I'm very happy to hear, man. Couldn't happen to a better guy. And uh, especially so especially, man, you again another banger year, man, for you. You're you're getting married. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. that. When's the date? It's in November, I believe. 11-11, yeah. 11-11. Lucky day indeed here. Yes, yes. So how are she you feeling? Not, she was, I feel very good about it. I'm very excited. Um, she would not accept any other day but 11-11. So that's why it's 11-11. Um, but it was, a, it was a good day to pick. Great wedding venue. We got a great DJ. We got a great photographer, videographer. Mark Torres, wrestling photographer, is going to be my photographer. Oh, that's awesome. Mixing the worlds. Yeah, of course. But I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. We had her wedding shower this weekend. And I, I walked, bri- bridal shower, sorry. I walked in and I I, I didn't want to leave. I, I was like seeing everybody, like everyone hugging me. Oh, good to see you. It was so nice. Um, I had my bachelor party Friday in Atlantic City. That was ah. wild. Wild. <laughs> we don't have to go into detail for that, but okay, go on. No details, no details. But I don't drink ever. But I did drink that night, and it was off the walls. Oh man, I, I, I love know, Atlantic City. It's a good time. We went on the roof to rooftop bar. Me, cheeseburger, Ryan Mooney, all these awesome people, Chris Benet, and my 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 other friends. And all of a sudden, I start wrestling. Apparently, I get told like Vinny started wrestling Ryan. And I was like, oh, did I? And the bouncer was yelling at us and stuff like that. And I didn't, I don't remember the bouncer. I don't remember the bouncer yelling at us, but I, I remember, I remember, I remember trying to see how good at chaining I would be with, with Ryan while I'm drunk. And I was like, damn, I'm pretty good, aren't I? <laughs> when wrestlers hang out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's what that, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's its own special feature right there. Um, but, that's awesome. I'm very happy for you. It, it sounds like it's going to be a beautiful day. Hey, again, love and love and can't get luckier than that. Um, but, then, but right before that, October 22nd, let's talk about this. A huge opportunity here at BCW. You're getting a title shot I for am. the Grand Dragon Championship against Anthony Gangone. You guys know strangers to each other. Uh, Anthony love Gangone him. recently had some comments about you, not caring about you, not caring about your energy drinks, going to put you to sleep. What do you have to say to that? What I have to say is he doesn't have to care about me or my energy drinks. He will need to care about it when we're in the ring. That's one. Two, love Anthony Gangone. Think he's an amazing wrestler, amazing human being. But when I drink this shit, everything is, doesn't matter. Off the walls. We're done. We're wrestling. We're fighting. I'm winning. That's two. And three, might I add, BCW has some extremely beautiful championships. So that's yes. even more motivation to bring home and win the title, right? I mean, all their all their belts are gorgeous. No, they and do a fire job with that. Not not wrong at all. That's not one wrong thing at I all. Will, mm-hmm. They have nice belts. 
that might be one of the reasons why people always want to come to BCW. They're like, I want one of those belts. <laughs> like, let's, let's get let's get one of those. Um, That's facts. So how many energy drinks do you have to go into this to make sure anything you know, doesn't put you to sleep? Like, uh, you're a high-strung guy. It's going to take a lot to, you know. They vary. Yeah. They vary. It varies because G Fuel has different types of energy drinks. They have one that are high stim and low stim. So depending on how I sleep that night and the gym, the gym session I had that day, I may do a light energy drink or maybe and two of them, or I might just do one heavy one. So we'll see. Like one is 300 milligrams and one is 140. So yeah. So you, you have that on your side. Is that cheating? Necessarily, no, right? I mean, that's, that's it's just not, it's not, it's not he, 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 If he wanted to, he could grab my G Fuel and drink it. If he wanted to, it may it may not give him the powers it gives me because me and the G Fuels are aligned in one, you know. But <laughs> sorry, it's true. <laughs> I mean, listen, me and these G Fuels, we go way back. You can have a sip, however he reacts to it. So be it. Now they are welcome to have one. I I am not holding it back. You want to try some? Go ahead, but but it will not give you what it gives me. That's my final answer. Hey, listen, you again. You said G Fuel and you. Your guys are very much aligned. However, what's also aligned is Anthony Gagone calling himself Doctor Sleep, aligned with October. It's it's, it's spooky season, baby. Uh, Doctor Sleep. That, that's what he calls himself, Doctor Sleep. Gonna, how are you gonna? But my thing is, how are you gonna put someone to sleep who is highly caffeinated? Right. That's my question. Right. I, I would say like the this kind of favors you, but hey, I mean he says this is his season. So I guess hey, anything goes. Nightmare at the Mecca. And it will be That's... October, which I will be having my Chucky G feel with me. As ah. it as it, you know, correlates well. It does. So, it yeah, does. It does. I actually have oh. I'll probably use these too. Hold on. I'll probably use one of these. Jason's. Oh, look at that. That's I'll cool. I'll probably use one of Freddy's. Hey. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, no, no chance. chance. No chance. Not to put you to sleep, at least. He can try to get the one, two, three. I mean, Anthony can go. He's a dangerous man. He could beat you many different ways. But if his, if his goal is to put you to sleep, uh, not so much, man. It's going to take a lot more he, than that. Yeah. He has beat <laughs> me, though. I, I will put it out there. He has beat me in the past. But I'm a new man or a kid. What do you want to call me? Angie drink kid, Angie man. doesn't matter. I am a new person because I have aligned myself with the energy drinks of the gods. So there's no way in hell this guy is going to get the same Vinny he had when he first had me. Now, your last appearance at BCW, though, you did have a loss. Not to bring up bad times, so Daniel Alexander did come out with the win. Does Thanks. that play a factor uh, going into this matchup? No, it doesn't. You know, I, I it doesn't. Every match is different. And the preparation for every match is different. And Anthony Gangone, you know very well. So I am looking forward oh, to this well. one, man. It, it is a matchup. Two men that are excellent in the mat. I think the people in New Jersey, Richfield Park, New Jersey, they're going to be in for a treat. Nightmare really at the Mecca, October 22nd. Doors open at 2 o'clock. It's going to be a very okay. special show. I cannot wait. Vinny, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for showing off your G Fuel collection. That's awesome. Can't wait to see that in action. October 22nd again, Nightmare at the Mecca. Vinny, any last words for the fans? Don't count Vinny out. Be there October 22nd and drink some G Fuel. <laughs> Cheers to you, my man. All Cheers right. To you.
See you then, my man. Best of luck to you. Hope you take home some gold from BCW. It'll be a nice collection to you. And to your wedding as well. Cheers to that. Meantime, back to Michael J. Putty for TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Thank you, Vinny and Marcon. You know, Anthony and going on a roll since he's won the Grand Dragon Championship. So good luck to you at October 22nd, BCW at Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, the Mecca. Also fun hearing him about his interview with Kurt Angle and being sponsored by G Fuel, the only other guy who loves energy drinks more than I. So <laughs> very entertaining interview. Thank you for your time and good luck in October. But now on my rundown, we have Raw. Let's talk about... Drew McIntyre, but neither one. Wait, wait, wait. That, that, that's all? You're not giving any credit to Mark Schwann on great God. interviewing skills and asking those great questions, being a good investigative reporter, doing the research that it takes to to really take a scope of a person and put them on this platform to be able to tell their story? Mark, my man, you killed it with that interview. I, I wasn't going to let Michael J. Putty just what like, did he steamroll say you? you like he is usually he, is he does. Is you money? Bro, Mark has grown so much as an interviewer. I am I wish very AJ, impressed, I wish I called sir. AJ instead. I wish Keep I called AJ instead. Going. Jesus. <laughs> Keep on going, brother. Keep on growing. So this there's a the of a heel turn by Drew McIntyre. And we on the rundown, we were supposed to talk about it because he left as Jay Uso got attacked by the Judgment Day. But you didn't want to talk right. about that. You want to talk about Jey Uso, main event Jey Uso. Please, the floor is yours. Uh, so the storyline with Jey Uso, and now this is, is this just conspiracy that I may be bringing up. I don't know if the rumor mills or I've heard it or seen it or something, but I have a very sneaky suspicion that there is a mole in Monday Night Raw, and his name is main event Jey Uso. I think the fact I love how Kevin Owens had a kind of like a a Cody Rhodes trial on Monday night and called him out and said, "Hey, just to get this straight in front of everybody, like you said that you were the one who pulled favors to get this man back into not just the company, but into Monday Night Raw, into our locker room." Like you were the one who pulled favors. Those were the keywords that he said. He pulled some favors. Whatever pull Cody Rose had, he used to get Main Event Jey Uso back into the company and into Monday Night Raw. I love that they, that they mentioned it, and it wasn't just something that was going to be like swept under the rug because it got me really thinking, like, well, um, what's going to be going on? Kevin Owens is right, right? Like, this guy pretty much made everybody's life a living hell, but you're going to welcome him with open arms? Um, You should be a little skeptical. Uh, I do think that there is a mole in Monday Night Raw, and he has a blue mullet called Main Event Jey Uso. A mole for what, though? What's what's the mole point? What's he reporting back to? I think he's still reporting to Roman, man. I really? think he's still reporting to Roman. I think this is going to be a way for for Roman to get inside and get into places that he he's not able to get into. 
because everybody hates Roman Reigns. Everybody knows that he's untouchable. He's the long, one of the longest reigning champions, right? And I think that it's also going to be a way to kind of bridge the Cody Rhodes storyline uh, in Monday Night Raw with a Roman Reigns storyline from SmackDown. He's like the bridge. So Jey Uso, the one WWE management is very high on his performance. The, the recently came out, what, today, yesterday? He's front and center of the new Raw poster. They're, they're, they plan on pushing him to the moon. But you think this is all for naught, and he's just going back to what he was from last year, a mole, a, a lackey for Roman Reigns. Yes. Wow. As the main event. As the main event. Okay. They're they're going in. They're they're it's gonna this 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 what what I'm thinking of for, for Jay is something that yes, he has to be the main star. He has to be at the caliber of a Cody Rhodes, right? To be able to get in with him, to know how he works, to know what manipulates him. And just when you think He's your best friend. Guess what? You're not his blood, brother. Hmm. You're not his blood. His blood is over on SmackDown. And you just got taken. And Kevin Owens, in true Kevin Owens fashion, is going to be like, I told you so. Y'all need to deal with this because I'm out. I hate to disagree with you, but I hope you're wrong. I don't want to see that. Come on. Let, let, Jay, let Jay be Jay. Main event Jay with the blue mullet, like you said, rocking out that tummy shirt. <laughs> let them, I, I, we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, we'll see what happens with the main event Jey Uso over on Monday Night Raw. I mean, the other thing that could, if if we're gonna go your route and we're gonna push Jey Uso to the moon, then you may want to see the brothers WrestleMania match, right? Mm-hmm. The Usos one on one, kind of yeah. like the Hardys when the Hardys went one on one, right? Yeah. Then that would be the other direction that they go with with Jey Uso. If I was a betting man, that would be where my money would be at. That them leading to like a WrestleMania match with them two sparks it off at like a, a Royal Rumble, like where, where one eliminates the other. The great thing about what they've built with the bloodline story is that you could get both. True, you, this, because there a... there's so many layers. Like year one could be all about you know Jay and Jimmy climbing to their own respective brands as top talent individual talent no longer the tag team and then facing each other but then gaining a mutual respect after their battles and coming back together as one and turning on cody Rhodes. Hmm. only year two oh there's more to this okay <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just writing it i'm just gonna start writing it and wwe needs to start paying me for it that's all i'm gonna say please it writes itself michael j it writes itself and what's your social media so they can hit you up <laughs> um, you can't find me. Yeah, you can, but they're dead accounts. I'm, I'm, <laughs> still, I'm still getting likes on your Green Man. Like, oh, Green Man posted something. I'm like, oh, are you using your Facebook Green Man post? Like, no fucking way. Someone probably hacked it. Uh, but moving yeah, on real nah, quick, AEW's Grand Slam. Lori at Mick underscore Lori sixteen. That Soraya versus Tony Storm match was just really good. Easily the match of the night and Soraya's best match in AEW so far. You said you watched uh, Grand Slam. Was that in fact the match of the night? And then what's next for Outcasts? I think I agree with half of that comment. I think that it is Soraya's best match in AEW. Mm-hmm. She hasn't really had too many matches, so no. there's not many that you could say but caliber, yeah. it is her best. I never. I, I don't think I ever was a big Paige Soraya 
in-ring fan, to be honest with you. I think there there's a lot more talent in other women mm-hmm. that they have shown as far as their in-ring work. Um, and I'm also very skeptical because Soraya has always found her way into a group, into a clique. Mm. Um, what was she with the WWE? She was w- running around. Wasn't she with Ruby? So no, she was with... Yeah. Um, she brought in two other girls. Who were they? Um, Wasn't it Eosky and... Uh... Not Eos guy. Oh, it was Asuka and uh, the, Kubik, the Kabuki Warriors. Carrie Zane. Yes. Carrie Zane. Yes. Yes. But she was always... But she was the like, manager there. She in was that the group. Yeah. But she was, she was always like part of this group. Um, even when she debuted on Raw, she was being pulled together with AJ Lee. I don't think Soraya has ever like stepped alone hmm. by herself for a long period of time before she was brought back into a group setting. Interesting. So it leads me to question, like, can she survive on her own? I don't think so. Um, so you ask, what is what does this mean for Outcasts? Mm-hmm. It means that she's still going to have Ruby Soho. I think someone else may come into the picture and support her other side. Is Tony Storm, um, out? Is Tony Storm officially out? Tony Storm is doing great without him. Okay. Don't you love that character? I do. I'm it's something it, yeah. new. It's it's refreshing. And she and I think week after week she's starting to get more into it. I think she the way that her mannerisms are, the way she poses, the way she's talking to the fans, she's getting so much more confidence mm-hmm. in in the skin of this uh old Hollywood role. It, it it's something special. It's great. And I think the work she's gonna do Building this character is going to get her back to the WWE. So uh, you hear that, Dana Brooke? You hear that, Aaliyah? You hear that, Emma? Spots open. Yeah. So you didn't agree that was match of the night. What did you think was match of the night for Grand Slam? I think the main event. Okay. MJF, Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. That had to be the match of the night. I think uh, MJF is at a level of storytelling that he is evoking emotion with everything he does. I love seeing him get the shit beat out of him. I loved it. I love Joe dominating him in this match independently. What I had a problem with, though, is outside of just this match, there was no reason for Samoa Joe to be put on so strong over MJF. MJF had an Ironman match with Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. And you're trying to tell me that Joe could then dominate Danielson? No. They would have had a very technical match. And I think if you're building MJF from that match and match after match and his match at with um, uh, in Wembley mm-hmm. with Adam Cole, like another great technical match. And then granted, he's a smaller dude, but... I think uh, MJF could have given him a little bit more, but it was great. It was very entertaining. It was entertaining. I was enjoying that match, but then until I like realized, a lot of people will like hate on great matches just for the simple fact of what happened here in this match. MJF basically got squashed the entire match. It was a squash match for the world champion. But Joe hit like a signature move, kick out. Joe pal drived him on concrete or quote unquote grass, steel, whatever the fucking plating was. Kick out. The muscle buster. Kick out. So he was squashing the champion, but the champion just yeah. barely kicked out of everything. So was it a great match? 
or was it just entertaining because MJF kept kicking out of what we thought he was done? So when I look at that perspective, it wasn't, I think this Rhea match was better because it was more a competitive match. This lacked that com- competitiveness because it was such a squash. It, I, I think it's perception then. Um, and we have to think of what makes a match, a match of the night to you. Mm-hmm. Is it a consistent back and forth, the move set, the athleticism in a match, or is it the storytelling? I get pulled in with when it comes to storytelling, and I hate the overuse, by the way, of the word storytelling because yeah. all of a sudden everybody listens to podcasts, everybody reads the dirt sheets, and it's all about the freaking story, right? Everybody, you know, you hear a wrestler on an interview, it's like, oh, I love telling stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even think the casual, the the even the in tune hardcore fan who says like I love storytelling really understands what that means, but. And I'm not saying I do either, but I am saying that the story that was being told in the ring, MJF was thinking about every move, every move set. Um, he was selling for Joe. He was dragging me in more and more and making more, making me more emotionally invested in seeing him win and seeing how he was going to win. Where the Soraya match, maybe it was a little bit more athletic than I've seen the women it did have a little bit entertaining. They they had some gimmick stuff in there with the shoes and the kiss. and But I, I thought it was just a, a pretty good women's match, as it should be. It should be a, a really good women's match. It's the women's champion versus a top-tier person in, the, in that division. So I think they did deliver, but I don't think I was that emotionally invested like I was with Joe and MJF. Speaking of great women's championship matches... Crispy Wrestling at Crispy Wrestling. EO and Asuka delivered a 10 out of 10 match, and it didn't end in a DQ, and it went nearly 20 minutes. They absolutely needed to run it back. I was satisfied with that on SmackDown. I agree on that. That was a great match. I agree on that one, too. That was was different. Before you kicked off, you had Charlotte Flair coming out of nowhere, getting involved in this match. Now that she's involved in the title picture again, is Charlotte next in line for a title opportunity? She was throwing hands with Bailey and uh, damage control. Is, does she even deserve a title picture, a uh, title shot here? So many questions and not enough answers. I think it's one of those things you're going to just have to tune in and watch. I think in that transitional comment that I made earlier, she's going to come into this storyline to build the the crew, build everybody else in there. Um, she's not going to go away with the title. Um, oh. And okay. if they do put it on her, it's because they're going to try to build the next person. So who's the next person who could take it from her is the question. Uh, Jade Cargill, maybe? Or as the uh, copyright stated, uh, what is it? Jade Parker? Oh, that's right. I think the the WWE Jada Parker is what they uh, trademarked recently, which is not bad. I'm not upset about it. I'm not mad about it. It's pretty close. But then also... Tonight on SmackDown, Karrion Cross released a video of him backstage watching the John Cena entrance, black and white. Could this lead to a Karrion Cross john Cena feud? I am all for that, because we know John Cena had no problem putting people over, and Karrion Cross has kind of been stagnant lately. So I wouldn't mind this maybe getting a little shot in the arm, the, the whole Karrion Cross uh, gimmick. I want to believe in Karrion Cross so bad, brother. Me too, man. I want to... Uh, it's there. It's uh, there. His, his, his work... Seeing it in person in the indies, seeing it, 
many years before he made it to the WWE, um, and then even in NXT. But somehow, it, ever since he got to the main roster, and even when he was released and he came back, I still have not seen the Karrion Cross that I know is there. That badass mother effer who could just kick some ass. I saw him. He was at main event over at NASA Coliseum, and I saw him in person. I and I, I'm sorry to say, I felt like it was a shell of the person that, that I've seen wrestle before. Um, I don't know if it's just like the move set of what he's trying to accomplish with this new character, but it was it did not connect with me. And I was talking to someone that I went with to the show with, and I was like, you know what? I just think he's too nice of a guy. Carrying cross, killer cross, killer cross backstage. Is too nice of a guy. Um, he is taking his orders, and he's trying to make the best with what he's given. And he's not putting his foot down in certain things and saying like, "No, like I'm gonna do it this way. This is how it's gonna work." I think he's a smart dude, and I think he's not showing that backstage. But here I am, just speculating. See where this leads. This wasn't there from nothing. See where this leads. You know, Mark Schwann's not a big fan of Impact Wrestling. Here we are. You, uh, let's give me a chance to talk about some Impact Wrestling. Impact 1000 last week. 1000, baby. Impact 1000 Part 2. This past week, I was this close to going that Saturday night a couple weeks ago. I'm like, let me just fucking go. Decided against it, but uh, I kind of regret it. What a fucking great show. Shut last up. two weeks were great shows. Yeah. At Handlebar Orion X. At Handlebar OXD. Ah, just when we got Joya. He was quoting a tweet from Impact saying, Yaya Yamura Yaya has unfortunately drawn the short straw <laughs> on Feast or Fired. He got released or fired. You give us one of the greatest entrances in wrestling history with Joya, with him and Joe Hendry, only to rip it away like a month later? It's fucked up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please go to the YouTubes and YouTubes Joya, J-O-Y-A entrance. Trust me, you will not regret it. Did you watch any of the Impact uh, 1000? I've been catching up on on a lot of the clips. I think one of the ones that uh, is circulating the most right now is the Knockouts division, Tell me, um, yeah. the old school versus the the like new school, the the new the surprises. My God, it's nice to see Tasha Seals back on my TV. Damn right, Fleva is back. I, you know, seeing her through our time in, in the Indies, and she was a big staple in the bcw locker room you knew she, there was a lot of talent there and i think impact and i know her relationship with everybody backstage she's listening in a lot she's really taking the advice from a lot of the coaches a lot of people who've been in the business for a while and is making believers of a lot of people uh she came back with so much confidence that i was like yes tasha seals yes girl that's what i wanted to see yeah it's good to see her back i'm hoping she takes around this time that was, that, yes, was, that was a fun match, yeah. Yes, boy. Thank you, man. This is what I miss. Mark doesn't entertain me like this. What a great vignette that was on SmackDown. Good luck. Hashtag Elton Prince Power. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Yeah, that was a good one. Right, buddy. This has been fun. Good times, brother. It's like riding a bike, man. I feel like you never left. <laughs> but quickly, if I can... Is, if there's any way you could answer this question in two to three minutes, please. I'll try CM Punk reformed the new Nexus. Uh-huh. One of those standouts, talked about a couple weeks ago, Husky Harris, a guy you've been a fan mm. of since day one. So when I heard the news, 
you're the first person I thought of. You're the first person I text. Now you're at a public station here. Do you have any thoughts about one of your boys and what happened? Any, any memories? Any You want to reminisce about at all? This is your time to do it. Um, It hasn't been... You're going to have to edit a lot of this. <laughs> this one, I like the dead area. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. You can move on. I feel like this, you're the person I thought of, so this might be right. If you want to get something yeah. off your chest or just... Yeah, I mean, that dude was like someone who, from the beginning of seeing him in action, I just really believed in. And I'm like, yo, this guy is just awesome. And there's not many people who just capture you like that. Uh, I think the last time that I had someone really like take me from like a just a casual viewer to like a fan was probably when we we when I started watching wrestling mm. on Saturday mornings and I saw Macho Man Randy Savage there, you know, the king, yeah. you know, um, and that's someone who instantly just grabbed my attention and just sucked me into this world. Uh, and Husky Harris from Jump Street right. did that. Like, he you, did that. You like Husky Harris? Um, what is this? Husky yeah, Harris? like I was like that dude was was on fire his moveset was powerful he was a big beefy guy <laughs> um but he moved so well you know mm-hmm. uh tank with the ferrari engine That's right uh and then to see him develop into the characters that many people got to see the creative side of him was even more satisfying for me as a fan to see that growth and it just became a staple into like the product. Like you always just thought the fiend Ray Wyatt was going to be around. I love the, the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family was freaking awesome. It got so over. I remember that mania in, in new Orleans, they were like Ray Wyatt's all over the place. It was, it was comic con for the Wyatt family. Um, So it wasn't just, him connecting with me in that way and kind of like just stepping through the TV and like bringing me into this world. But obviously he did that to so many others, man. And it, it, it was hard news to read it. And I was like, no, yep, this can't be I think you all this said impossible. That. No one believed it. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. Uh, and then uh, I listened to your guys show and, and, got emotional the same way Mark did when when you just start thinking of not just the character of Bray Wyatt but then you just start thinking like wait like he had a family he has Mm -hmm. kids you know um they're young and then you start thinking about that aspect of life and then you start reflecting on it and you're just like you know hey it's life could end any minute um and you just got to be happy and blessed with all the good things that you have in it um, and try not to take advantage of life uh, and live it to its fullest. Every day I, I, I wake up very blessed with everything I have. I'm blessed to have this conversation with you tonight, man. I, appreciate. I was blessed to go to karaoke with you just a short week ago, like yeah. old times. Good times. Well, I need, uh, that's a little, uh, old school hangout. Yeah. Deep, deep hangout. Yeah. Um, you just got to be grateful for what you do have because you never know. And if there's something that's not making you happy in life, brother, just let it go. Like, don't don't sit in anger. Don't sit in sadness. Like, really look at 
you know, what I try to do is look at the most positive things in life. And, you know, there's always someone who's going to have it worse than you. Um, and the older you get, the more the sentiment reads true. But, you know, at least you have your health. Um, at least at least you're here breathing. At least you're here to fight for another day uh, because not not everybody is able to say that, you know, pray, you know, took a nap one day and just didn't wake up and didn't know that that was, he wasn't going to wake up to see his kids again. He didn't know that it was the last time he was, he was going to lay in bed, you know? Yep. So Scary you shit. wake up, just be blessed to wake up. Step one, check. <laughs> Live life to the fullest. Yeah. So I wonder who's going to be that next person um, because wrestling brings everyone together. Mm-hmm. And just like Macho Man was the first one who captured me on that Saturday morning um, show and Bray Wyatt later did it for me as an adult. Like who is going to be that next person who pulls me in? I can tell you Cody Rose is pulling my son in. Good. Hardcore. Okay. Dude is a huge Cody Rhodes fan. My God. This guy, it's the, the biggest the biggest thing for him. I, one day, I'm sure he'll meet Cody Rhodes, and I would love to be there when that happens. But it'd be awesome. A question we like to ask people, we used to ask people during interviews and our guests on the show, what's your first re- memory of wrestling or what got you into pro wrestling? And I, I don't really have a solid answer in that because I always grew up watching wrestling. It was a part of my life growing up. I got, mm-hmm. I got a text today from one of my Pledge brothers. He said, oh, man, I remember this moment very vividly. It happened 26 years ago today. And this is what got me back into wrestling. I can't believe it happened so long ago. We're getting old. And it was the first time Stone Cold stunned Vince McMahon 26 years ago today. <laughs> so it's right that he has that moment. Like, this is what got me into it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully your son will have that one time. He'll say, oh, remember yeah. daddy when we, this happened? Yeah. You know, we're, we're so cyn- – it's crazy because we're so cynical and fickled on all the wrestling stuff uh, because you're – in the dirt sheets, you want to know what's going on backstage, you want to listen to podcasts, and all good and dandy, you know, you evolve as a fan, and you want to get deeper into this rabbit hole. But seeing a kid at his purest form fall in love or begin to fall in love with wrestling, and you start seeing a little bit of, like, how you were. Mm -hmm. Like, my kid cannot watch wrestling without jumping on a couch and trying to drop an elbow on me. Of he wants to wrestle <laughs> like he wants to like be in the action, you know, like and when he goes to see a show like he does not want to sit down. He wants to stand. He wants to scream. He loves the entrances like he'll boo people. He'll cheer people like he gets so into it um, and it's growing more and more and more every time he goes. So to see that it just puts things in perspective, like sometimes just sit back, enjoy the show. Like, that's what you're there for. It's nice to talk about it with your buddies. It's nice to get on the pod and, and discuss it. But before we got to discussing it, we were just enjoying the show. And sometimes I just have to remember, like, just go and enjoy the fucking show, man. You hung up the uh, paint. You hung up the green man. You know, I own the rights to green man. If anybody wants a green man, let me know. But you're no longer green man, green man. And right. there was a couple years, there was a while there. You're like, oh, yeah, I don't watch us. I'm not really into it. I'm not really following what's going on. Now, are you getting back into it because the, the product is so hot, or is your son's passion for it fueling your more to get back into it as more? Are you seeing it through his eyes? The pro- a little bit of both. The product, the product is really good. I definitely, I, the WWE, the stories that they're they're putting out is really 
pulling me in. Um, and it's not as much as the bloodline, but I love the judgment day stuff oh, right yeah. now. Like the judgment day from the beginning, from how it grew to where it is now in this past year, I got more into that. And I'm so curious to see how it's going to continue. Uh, I want to Dominic, Dominic is going to get his heart broken eventually. (laughs) Okay. There's no way that Rhea is going to be hung up on him five years. They're not macho man and Ms. Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Dominic is going to get his heart broken and I want to be there for that. I'm very interested to see how far Damian Priest could go. Damian is not someone I believed with early on in the judgment day, but he's making me a believer now. Um, and Finn, I feel like hasn't gotten a fair shake until the judgment day. Like I'm actually seeing him have fun and, and enjoy being in this click. And I love it. It's, I think it's bringing out uh, the best of him. So I'm really involved in like, that's bringing me in uh, the most, uh, but then also just watching it with my son, hmm. you know, and seeing him excited about Cody Rhodes, um, knowing all the wrestlers, talking to me about it and sometimes like i'm like well what how do you know that (laughs) what do you mean did i miss something like are you starting to know more than i do i'll never forget going to our friend john's house and his firstborn was very young at the time and he started telling me about Shawn michaels i'm like i I know (laughs) i was who are you talking to here so that's that's awesome so uh, hopefully that continues Uh, yeah i mean my son's birthday is round royal rumble time yeah so like he's already saying like so for my birthday um we gotta have a cake and we gotta watch for a rumble right mm-hmm. and i was like yes Damn yes right. <laughs> so you know back in the day when you were the first hundred episodes when you were a non-stop co-host of the show remember those shows that would go like two and a half hours like two hours long we would just like talk non-stop well, let's kind of run a little long here so let's before we go on all night let's put it to an end here do I even bother asking you about social media's accounts? No, you don't have any. You don't have any active ones, right? I th- I'm pulling myself out of the social media thing. I right. think uh, it's a waste. Being it's a waste. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, being part of the show for so long and trying to figure out this social media thing and getting more into it and trying to get things to get liked and trending and have people following you. It just became to be too much. And I'm enjoying life a lot more, not being as involved in social media. Um, And I know Mark would not want to hear this, but I do think that the world is also shifting where social media will not have as much of an impact. And I hope it does not because for the sake of our kids um, have as much of an impact as it has been in this last couple of years. So I'm surprised that through your plenty of conversations with your cult, I mean, your friend, Mark Schwann, that he didn't inform you about the ways of social media and trending and hashtags and trending and this and that. I'm sure that conversation is probably coming. So get prepared for that. But uh, it's been fun. Thanks for being here. Thanks for filling in. Always, like I said, we talk probably for another two hours about this. So it's great to have you here, buddy. Great catching up as always. So, SLW for life, baby. We are not here next week. There's a special holiday here at the Shot of Wrestling. So we won't be here. So Mark Schwann's going to miss like two weeks. Wow. <laughs> Enjoy your vacation, Marcus. So for the Green Man, 
my friend Abel here for Vinny Pacifico. I being your host at Mugs Your Putty. Until next time, putty out. Let's go Dolphins. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.